Welcome to the Audiobook Speakeasy. I'm Rich Miller, and I'm your host here at the Speakeasy. This is where you'll meet narrators, coaches, engineers, and other audiobook professionals, as well as some listeners who will be sharing what they look for in a good audiobook. If you're interested in audiobook production, you've come to the right place. Well, friends, you've made it to the 100th and final episode of the Audiobook Speakeasy. When I started this podcast back in 2017, I couldn't find any audiobook podcasts that focused on the kind of information narrators like me were looking for. All of the audiobook-related shows that I found were focused on audiobook reviews, not on the process of audiobook creation. I didn't know whether I'd publish one episode or ten or a thousand or just keep producing the show until I kicked. I published most every week at first, then every couple of weeks as work picked up, and then on more of an occasional basis. But over the past six months or so, it's become increasingly clear to me that between work and other commitments, I just can't commit the time necessary to create episodes that are up to the standards that you all deserve. And I thought that the 100th episode would be a good time to shut the lights in the speakeasy. But I'm very happy to note that there are now many more resources in this area. Daniela Acitelli's Narrator's Cup of Joe YouTube channel, J. Rodney Turner's Audiobook Narration for Beginners podcast, and for APA members, the various webcasts that they produce, just to name a few. I never would have made it to 100 episodes if it hadn't been for the financial support of those of you who became patrons on Patreon and donated via PayPal. You all have my undying gratitude. So now, it's last call here at the Speakeasy. Come on in, grab a drink, pull up a chair, and join me and some of my favorite guests from over the years for a friendly chat about audiobooks. For this 100th and final episode of the Audiobook Speakeasy, I am joined by several people who I'm proud to call my friends and colleagues, all of whom have been here before, every one of them an influential member of our fantastic audiobook community. Andy Arndt, thanks for joining me back in the Speakeasy. Hey, great to be here, Rich. Julia Whalen, glad you're back too. Hello, hello. Jesse Bickford, thanks for coming in. Hi. <laughs> Robin Miles, welcome back. Jazz hands. <laughs> you are good with the jazz hands. And we've got a, a few more people that I'm hoping are going to be here. It's uh, as I'm sure that you all and everybody listening knows, sometimes it can be a little difficult to uh, get a lot of people connected at the same time. So I'm I'm hoping that we will have a few more people uh, drop in as we go. As happens when you are sitting in a speakeasy, sometimes people get there late. So uh, this being a speakeasy, let's see what people are drinking. Julia, what's in your glass? Okay, so full disclosure, I have to, after this, I have to like burn in the booth. So I am not doing anything, but because it is you, I couldn't just come in with like water. So (laughs) it's sparkling water, but I've sexed it up a little bit with some fresh lime and ginger simple syrup. Mm. Nice. So I feel like I'm drinking something it's, fancy. It's a good mocktail. I actually heard something recently. Some people don't like the term mocktail because it's like mocking huh. cocktails. I don't know. It doesn't oh, bother God. me. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I'm just like <laughs> a little bit it's, silly. Uh, I, I I agree. I think it's a great term because it, uh, Love it, it. sounds the same. So mm-hmm. and oh, I it, dig it. It's fine. There are plenty of people, several who are, or at least a couple who are here today who were the first time in not drinking alcohol and it was work related. So it's fine. Everybody totally understands that. Um, Plus, there are other good reasons not to drink as well. (laughs) 
So uh, that sounds great. Last time you so, were here, allegedly. You had... <laughs> <laughs> so I hear. Last time you were here, you had a last word. One of my favorite cocktails. I did. I did. That was at the beginning of my last word. Um, love fest. So, yeah. <laughs> Always have the green chartreuse on hand now. Jesse, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I made myself some sort of uh, what I had in my pantry cocktail. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> There's it's like a local gin from a, a distillery up in Portland, and so it's that mm. and some ginger ale and a little bit of mint um, over ice. Nice. Mm. Sounds good. Mm. Gin and gin and ginger, good combination. Yeah, yeah. I've got a, I, I made up a, a good drink Here's at some me. point with um, with ginger liqueur. Uh, mm. a gin drink, and uh, oh, I love it. So good. I, yeah, I love it. It's yeah. great. Super refreshing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now we also have Amy Rubinate. Amy, welcome back to the audiobook speakeasy. I'm so glad Thank that you could you. make it back. I hope your internet connection is working better now. <laughs> it's working better than in my hotel room, but it's the, the only place I could find in the whole hotel business center outside by the pool was next to the washing machine. So here well, I sit, and I hope they don't go into the spin cycle while I'm talking. Well, I'll if, it when you guys are talking. If if we hear anything, we'll know what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. Right. You got to do what you have to, right? Thank God I'm not recording right. an audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> that would be difficult. I mean, I know that a lot of the uh, RX and a lot of the other tools have pretty good noise reduction now. I'm afraid that a washer and dryer, uh, that would be pretty <laughs> tough. So. Yeah. All right. Well, Amy, so since I'm on you uh, at this point, uh, welcome back. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, I am drinking hotel water with, um, I always bring my tea with me. Um, right now I'm drinking the Mariage Frere um, French Blue, not French Bleu, but French Blue. <laughs> <laughs> do you know it? Yes. That's a good one. That's a good one. I do not. Oh, I, I, I like it. So, you know, hotel tea is never as good or, you know, restaurant tea. So... I brought mine. Well, it sounds mm -hmm. like it's it's flavored this time. Last time you were here, uh, which was episode 80, I forgot to mention, uh, Julia, you were on episode 58, just so that if anybody listening has oh, not okay. heard those episodes, they can go back and, mm -hmm. and find them. Um, Amy, you were on episode 80, and you were drinking hot water because I believe it was a work thing. Yeah. Uh, it was a work thing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah for uh, all of you out there, hot water, I mean, there's green apples, there's all that stuff. The one thing I found that miraculously cures smack from your mouth is um uh to brush your teeth your tongue the roof of your mouth and then drink as hot water as you can bear the entire session and it gets rid of okay. a lot of the gunk wow mm. i i will try that because yeah. i i have that occasionally i don't have it real bad but uh, you know all of us do yeah. at some point or another and sometimes so. different times a day or whatever you eat and i do that after every single time i eat or drink coffee or whatever and i have my authors do it because you know authors haven't worked out their lip smack yet yeah. and yeah. Yeah. i have them do that i have toothbrushes in the studio so when they come in i'm like hey here's this weird trick that i have that's great a lot of authors probably yes. don't it, it works of, like two-thirds of the time so. a lot of authors probably don't even know that they they have lip smacks so um probably good good work good advice for them so uh so anyway so let's see uh andy you are you were on episode four you were way back at the beginning and Ooh. i really appreciated it because uh it, it was a last minute cancellation and you were on my list but I hadn't contacted you yet, and I contacted you, and I was so happy that you were available and willing to do it. So thank you for that. Um, what are you drinking tonight? Well, it is dry January. Oh, I have heard that term. And um, 
I decided to do it and I decided to really do it. No, no exceptions. Got it. Um, and so I am in the hot water club tonight, I have to say. But over the holidays, we went to the Dominican Republic for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I tried the local beverage there, which is called Mama Juana, which is like, yeah. um, it's like fortified wine. It's like mulled wine, but it's over, served over ice. Wow. Ooh. With all kinds of, it's supposed to promote health and it's an aphrodisiac and, you know, all this stuff. And yeah. so there, when I heard about it, I asked the waitress when she came around to our table if she had Mama Juana, and she said, oh, yeah, it's really good. You want it over ice? And I was like, yeah, I want it over ice. And wow, (laughs) it was delicious. I brought some home. Um, You can basically make, you can refill your flask again and again for like seven, eight years with the same um, tree bark, just all the stuff that goes in. That's pretty cool. That is cool. I'm I'm definitely going to look that up and see if anybody makes makes one that's... um not homemade or not made in-house but that's a a commercial product because i have not heard of that you can get the herbs and bark and whatever on etsy good to know i'll I'll definitely look that up and then you just keep it in like a barrel or something that you just can replenish so it's um what is it rum of course because dominican republic you know they're famous for rum so you get rum and then i think you boil the rum, is it, you boil red wine with honey and mm. that's part of it. And then you add rum and then you let it sit for like a week at a time. And then you, before you get ready to enjoy it, you chill it. Hmm. And uh, it's just, it's delicious. It's really wow. like mold wow. wine. You would totally love it. I've My experience with mold wine is it depends on the wine. I've I've had some that I thought were really good, and I've had some that I thought, yeah, I don't want to drink anymore. You <laughs> so, can use <laughs> all of the recipes. Recommend just two buck chuck, like just red wine. All right. huh. Yep. Cheap wine. All yeah. right. Well, that's good. Thanks for that. I will definitely look for some of that. Robin, you were back on episode thirty nine, and I, if I heard correctly, you were having some French hard cider at the time. Um. I don't remember what I had then. I, I do know what I have now. Well, what do you have now? <laughs> and and we're sort of the opposite. Instead of dry January, we pretty much had a dry rest of the year. So January's been like, whoa, whoa, like <laughs> went to my sister's house in Denver and we had some red wine and we had some Prosecco. So at the end of January, I'll probably go back to, you know, kombucha. But for today um, and in this beautiful, lovely Orifers somewhere nice. uh, this this is um garnacha or uh, grenache depending on whether it's french or spain uh oh. is a red wine that has a very very low histamine content oh no so, kidding. so it doesn't make my sinuses swell it doesn't change the timbre of my voice and normally the only thing i could drink if i'm working and i tend to be working most of the time so it's mm-hmm. prosecco for me but this is one that I can actually have. You serve it slightly cooler than uh, room temperature. This one is called Tres Picos, and the vineyard is Bostal. Uh, I just found out they have like three different grades of this, and there's a Superior, which mm. I just tasted. I just tasted about a week ago, and it was great. <laughs> um, so, and 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 that might go with your your um your Mama Juana, I think. Yeah, um, no up kidding. in that category of real goodness. 
Um, I also just found a new um, liquor store that's here. It's not such a funny liquor store. It's going to be like a liquor importer or <laughs> emporium or something like that. Um, but the guy is from Haiti and we got to talking and he's my new advisor. So on the book that I've just finished, I had six phrases in Haitian Creole and I went in and bought some very nice liquor and I said, and by the way, how, <laughs> so how he said, anytime I need anything, just come on in. Um, so I, he's my, he's my hookup. Yeah, that's, he's my, he's my what hookup. A what a fantastic meeting. But it's also an advertisement for just like being in New York. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the value of being in New York. Yeah. So I, nice. I it's could really, see that. Really nice. It it would so, never be it would never be for me, but I'm glad I've been there at this point. Um, and I would I look forward to going back. I will not be at APAC this year, but I I do look forward to heading mm -hmm. back to New York at some point. So I, I I recommend to any of you who are thinking of moving or coming eastward, come in the fall. It's so beautiful, New York in the fall. The way the light comes in and the the, the color of the leaves. Um, and then. Uh, and then go to Hawaii for the, for the rest of the <laughs> <laughs> That's where I would it's go all the time. Nice, nice company. All the all the islands. Well, that's that's great. I think I hit all the episodes there. I don't think I missed any. Um, but they're on the website, so people can find them. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we'll, we'll still have two more people coming. I'm hoping they're going to mm -hmm. make it. One was in traffic and the other one was traveling. And so hopefully they'll be here. But we're just going to go ahead and uh, and see whether they can make it or not. So thank you all so much for coming in. I am joining you in a drink. Mine is an alcoholic drink. Um, I mm -hmm. picked this one specifically for this episode. I found it a year or two ago. I promise you, I did not name this drink. But knowing the name, when I found it on liquor.com, I thought, that's what I'm going to have to have. Oh, there's the dog, Jesse. Jesse, you warned us. Um, <laughs> I, I figured I have to have this drink for the final episode of the audiobook speakeasy. This lovely blue concoction is an adios, motherfucker. And Yay! Uh, it's... <laughs> oh, God, it's college all over again. <laughs> very, very close. Very close. This is this is one of those kitchen sink drinks. It's um, it's very similar to a Long Island iced tea which has all the four basic clear liquors, uh, rum, tequila, gin, and vodka. It also has blue curacao, which gives it its lovely blue blue hue. Um, and it's also got some uh, homemade sweet and sour and calls for Sprite or 7-Up. I just use soda water. It's got plenty of sugar in it as mm -hmm. it is. Um, but I have to say, it's actually really good. And my wife, who does not like super strong drinks of any kind, doesn't really like the taste of most liquor doesn't like the taste of any liquor neat um but she likes a good mixed drink but she does, really doesn't like strong drinks she had some and she said mm -hmm. oh yeah this would be dangerous because this yeah. is really good can, can confirm danger level 10. <laughs> <laughs> i used to make a killer long island iced tea that she couldn't tell had any alcohol at all well, I also will say you just managed to demystify Long Island iced teas for me because for all these years, I've like never questioned what was actually in it. Like, I didn't know it was all the clear liquid. Yeah. I didn't know that. I yeah. just, you know, people were always like, you don't want to know. And yeah. so I, get, I just never thought yeah. about it. Okay. Yeah. So it's all that. So that has, apparently, I never made it this way, but that's supposed to have triple sec, um, whereas this has blue curacao, which is exactly the same thing except for the color. So um, anyway, it's it is quite good, I have to say. And so I was I was happy to make it for uh, for the final episode. So uh, thank you all so much for coming in. Cheers. And what is Jesse bringing? Oh, um, Jesse, wait. I yes, did, we did, did, did gin and ginger. Yeah, gin, gin and ginger. ginger. 
I was ah, here. Right, right, right. Yes. yes. Ginger, ginger, yeah. ginger. So. I'll talk about it again, though. It's not very exciting. <laughs> but the glass no, that... is gorgeous. It's, it's gorgeous. Like rainbow situation. It I got is, yeah. like five dollars thought... at Home Goods. <laughs> I thought that was the drink at first, but uh, apparently that's just the glass. So. Well, this is great. So I really just wanted to have you guys back in um, to say thank you. I loved my interviews with all of you and the two that were missing. Um, and I just wanted to have you back in and see where you're at uh, after the the interval from when you were here. So Andy, at episode four, you were here the longest ago. Um, that was five, that would have been, I think, five years ago now at this point. So a lot wow. has transpired since then. A little bit less has transpired for some of the rest of you. But, you know, it's been a little while. I just wanted to see what everybody thought about the industry, the work, um, everything. That was it. Did you want me to start because I was here the sure. long ago? Well, sure. Yeah, either either way, that's fine. <laughs> well, my role has, has changed dramatically in the last year and a half uh, to two years because... Um, I I sold Lyric Audiobooks, my production company, to Katie Robinson, who is one of the producers who'd been with me for several years. And that finalized at the end of last year. Last year, my husband and I moved from Virginia to Michigan, and our new property includes a barn, which um, I think they're done for the day, but is being renovated into my new studio space and a classroom space. And oh, no kidding. That's yeah, great. Yeah, it's coming along really well. I I cannot wait for the big reveal, the ribbon cutting, the popping the champagne, whatever. Cool. Um, and, you know, so I'm switched over to uh, husband being retired. So me feeling like I got, you know, a little bit more footloose and fancy free because we're also <laughs> empty nesters. So, uh, you know, we can just like, yeah, oh. we can just like take off and go wherever. So I'm really focused on um, narrator.life coaching and events. And Jesse was just at our last event and you were at a narrator.life retreat. I was. That was fantastic. And I will I will Julia highly recommend it. the audience with us. Yes. <clears throat> highly recommend uh, the Palm Springs retreat to anybody who can make it when you do it in the future. And I know that these things change from time to time. I know that at the time you were absolutely planning on doing more of those at least once, maybe twice a year. Um, I know things change, but when you do that again, if you do it again, highly recommended to anybody listening. October, 2023. All right. <laughs> it was a wonderful weekend. It, yeah, was, so it, was, it was fantastic. That's been my, um, that's been my big changes um, for me. I no longer own a production company is the biggest one. So yeah, yeah that mm. I'm sure that that's a huge change. Um, I can see that whether or not your husband's retired, that alone will get you a little more footloose mm. and fancy free. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, Robin, what have you been up to? Well, I'm still kind of uh, riding the, the wave of having this New Yorker article come out two weeks ago, which was um, really delightful to have somebody say what you do with your life and the work that you do is valuable. Um, it's That's art. Great. That's great. And, yeah, and to pay, to pay really well. I, I was just so, um, my heart is so full. We've been interviewing since June. Like hmm. he came and, um, uh, my, my daughter's been having some, uh, health challenges. And so, uh, a lot of my consciousness has been taken up with the full diagnostic process. 
But so I was home in New York with them going to doctor's appointments and Daniel who did the article came by and he saw my booth. And I think he was really shocked when I opened the door and it was this tiny little wedge, <laughs> tiny little wedge of a thing. Um, he was, a, you know, I think envisioning this big space. Um, he followed me two, three times into the booth. Um, and it was really, it was really quite lovely. Um, so I'm still riding high on that. Um, still working through some health difficulties with my kid who's 20 and at Reed College um, on the plane, going back to school as we speak. Um, so well, that's, I'm, that's been a challenge. That's been a challenge, but I've been able to, um, I work with my husband, Ty, who is a photographer from Hawaii and um, he comes back to New York with me in September and he's just, he's my production manager and he makes everything roll here. I mean, everything just, just <laughs> smoothly rolls here. Um, and great. I have a, I have an interview and he says, yeah, it's in the calendar. Just click on the link. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, great. I'm, I have to say, it's I'm really sure gratifying. That, I'm, I'm sure that you're, you have been a big help to your daughter, whatever the health challenges, because of the health challenges that you've already been through. And that was one of the things that struck yeah. that really struck me when we spoke when mm -hmm. you came in before about, you know, somebody who is mm -hmm. doing this kind of work and having a, a health problem that so greatly impacts their ability to do the work. And so I'm sure that yeah. going through that process, you learned a lot about navigating what is, in my opinion, a very broken system. But um, I'm sure that you learned a lot about how to deal with all that stuff. Oh, that's true. Um, and the not the least of it is the uh, is the emotional toll, really. Um, Absolutely. At the time, at the time when when my illness hit, I mean, the, the the strength in my arms went. I had a speech impediment and choking episode. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Um, and so when when my my kids started having these issues, I I kind of knew how to talk them through it um, and talking about the patients of going through the diagnostic process, because for me, it was two and a half years to get a diagnosis and then actually to get, treat to get treatment. So, um, so frustrating. And, I, and I'm back and I'm back, which is like the best possible outcome in the world Yay. that I could have asked for. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're, and, and we're doing okay. We're, we're trying to attack all this stuff um, without doing uh, you know, surgical intervention. So we're, we're, we're going for the holistic route and change the diet, which is actually how I did it too. Um, and it was really, really helpful. Yeah. It can have a oh. huge impact. Um, I won't go um, into all, all of my details, but that can have a huge yeah. impact. I let a lot of things go. Um, kind of like Andy, I was doing a fair amount of directing and producing, and I had to kind of, it was just too many things to juggle. And so uh, I do still do a little bit, but um, I couldn't take the whole thing on. So Robin yeah. Miles, narrator yeah. and, mo and mom. <laughs> that is enough. That yeah, is enough. That is enough. I, I yeah. often wonder sometimes, how did I ever hold a full-time corporate job? I, you know, having a flexible mm. schedule, um, you know, no matter how much work I do, I feel like I never have any time, even if I don't, I'm not doing that much work at the time. And I'm thinking, how did yeah. I ever work? How did I ever commute to a job 
And I know mm-hmm. that I did. I know that, you know, we all do whatever we have to do, whatever we need to do, no matter what your job is, whether it's, you know, physical labor, whether it's sitting at a desk someplace, whether it's this type of work, a performer, actor, whatever, everybody mm-hmm. does what they need to do and they make it through. But sometimes I just, I just think, how did I have time to do the things that I was doing, spending so much time someplace else? So um, well, being able I to take really quickly chime in on that, we need time to play. We need time to fill the creative energy well. Yes, yes. And so like today, I spent an hour and a half at the Jim Henson exhibit, which is at the local museum downtown. Oh, Oh, my God. And I just, I just smiled for an hour and a half. I just felt so energized. And that's part of our job. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is fantastic advice to play. Two weeks ago, Andy, when I was visiting my family in Denver, we went to the immersive Monet exhibit. And for mm. two hours, we just sat and looked at Monet on the walls, the ceilings, and the floor. Beautiful. Yeah. And I've it was seen, gorgeous. It was wonderful. I've, I've seen a lot of people post about the um, Van Gogh, the thing they did with Van Gogh, which I think is the uh, very mm-hmm. similar or same uh, same. It's the same. Yeah, the same approach. In fact, the Van Gogh is coming in this week. Uh, they, so were switch, they were switching. So I you're going to go back. Oh, <laughs> no, it, it sounded like a great thing. I, I completely agree. Um, not playing at all, really bad for you. Mm. So mm. To- yeah. totally understand. Jesse, what have you been up to? It was so great to see you in at the Palm Springs retreat. Oh, my gosh, that was so good. Um, I yeah, that was I don't know. What have I been doing? Um, I have been doing a lot of I did a lot of casting last year. Um, I then like I don't. I don't know how the numbers worked out the way they did because it was too many books to read in the time that the year actually <laughs> had. I it's kind of a blur. Um, yeah. I've been doing uh, some directing, and I was really excited that um, Elvis and me won a Sova's Award for Priscilla Presley's narration Ooh. of that book, and I was her director on that. So yeah, I was congrats really about that. It was a very right. experience. I don't know if you've you've heard the news. Um, she is. Uh, she just had a cardiac arrest. I think that was her daughter, Lisa Marie Presley. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Priscilla. You're right. You're right. You're I read right. that article earlier today. I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. no, it's not Priscilla. Yeah, Priscilla no, you're right. You're right. Sweetest human ever to work with. Like, she was so. Um, she'd make a mistake and then start giggling about her mistake, and then she giggled. <laughs> she was giggling about her mistake, and then <laughs> go into full blown like chortling and like. I, it was really so, funny. Um, which is always contagious. So then everybody else in the studio yeah, everybody is going just too. starts giggling. <laughs> um, you know, Amy's wonderful engineer. We're all laughing. It was great. It was a wonderful um, experience. And um, so that's, I was very great. excited about that. Um, going down to LA for the Sovas was wonderful to, you know, just like hug the people in our community. Um, right, right. Face, see people face to face. That was really fantastic. And um mm. Kind of getting back in the swing of things, um, working on some really exciting multicast projects coming up, which are always my favorite things, short story collections. Um, and... My favorite. Yes. My favorite. Oh. Yes. It's just, it's so fun to, you know, get to put great casts together. And um, mm. I'm really excited to see what this year holds. I think we have some exciting, um, you know, big names coming up and I get to be part of that. I get to kind of have, do more directing, which is what I've, really been kind of trying to lean into more um it's great yeah it's 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 good i've done a little bit of coaching here and there um with some newer new to the new to the game narrators who just need to be pointed in the right direction and i point them to the professionals who know what they're doing and <laughs> oh that's great i'm, I'm glad to hear that i i will say that um 
the session that I had with you, you know, brief as they were with the people that we were working with in Palm Springs was fantastic because you, you can zero in on things really quickly. And, um, so I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that Mm. you're, that you're doing that with some of the, some newer narrators. That's fantastic. This is all for Blackstone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do, um, like the handful of people that I've talked to, um, just like, here's how to go to the narrator's roadmap, go to narrator Mm -hmm. life. Um, those aren't Blackstone related people. They've just, um, people I've connected with. I recently connected with like this sort of famous influencer on TikTok. She was like, I want to do narration. And I messaged her on Instagram and I was like, I could talk to you about that. And so we zoomed yesterday and um That's I got cool. to kind of get her started on the way how to like build out a studio in her house. And um I might, you know, it's cool to see where that goes. And even if it goes, you know, nowhere, it was fun for me personally, it's it was really cool to see her light up and mm. have some focus on direction so yeah that's great but i mean all the all the directing and stuff like that that's that's you've, yes. you've been with blackstone for a uh, long so time long. now it's gonna be <laughs> it was so i started with them in february of 2008 so, so quite a while wow, Gosh, wow. i've yeah. been yeah working with brian for i think it's almost 11 years brian and i've been working together in the studio department we've got a good team. very great that's really yeah. cool yeah, definitely. It, yeah. It's clear that you have a good team if if you've spent that long and you still love it so much. I do. Mm. I do. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. it's a great community and I feel lucky every, every day. You know, yeah. It sounds so like cliche and silly to say, but it's so true. <laughs> oh, I don't know how many times I've said that in this podcast, uh, how, how great the community is. Apollo yeah. is, wants to say hi. <laughs> Ooh, oh, <laughs> what a cutie. Oh, man. She's sitting here pawing at me. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you can you can pet the dog while I go to uh, Julia. Julia Hello. Whalen. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Writer, I'm good. narrator, actor, yeah, all, yeah. all those things. So what have you been up to? Uh, well, so how long ago did we... Because, well, you know, see. there's so, like normal time and then there's pandemic time, yeah. which like... <laughs> so this, this was episode 58, and I don't remember <laughs> when exactly that was, but based on how frequently I used to be able to publish and how frequently I've published recently, I would guess that it was probably about two years ago, two and a half, maybe. I don't I know. I think it's got to be more. I feel like it was pre-pandemic, but hmm. who knows? Uh, you may be right, actually. You may be right, yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah, so... Coming up on three years, yeah. I, um, I yeah, I think I came... I mean, I, I spent the entire pandemic just recording and writing... And the book that was the product of that time came out this last August. And so... It's so um, good. Oh, thanks, guys. Thank you, thank you. You found a good narrator, um, right? So great. I mean, so she's great. okay. But, um, <laughs> you know, we do the best we can with what we have. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I... Uh, and that was kind of just my love letter owed to this industry and to this job. And I'm kind of similarly, I mean, I'm feeling, I don't think this is just unique to our industry. It definitely feels like we've all been through a ringer in the last few years, but I too am sort of like my word for the new year is balance. And I just feel like I get, I get Andy's impulse. I understand what Robin is saying. Like I just have been at this point you know, because I've never just exclusively done this. Like this is, I've never, this has never been my only job, even though it's been my full-time job. Uh, For the first half of my career, I was doing on camera. And then for the second half, I've been writing. And I just, uh, 
I need to find a better sense of of balance because I think these past few years particularly like put into relief that I don't do anything else. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like this is what I do, and um, and as we've heard, I, you have to play. Yes, and this is—I mean, what ended up happening—it's kind of like a—it was a little bit shocking. I'm still dealing with kind of like the the repercussions of this, but I finally was able to travel and like get out of the country. It had been this used to be travel was my only vice. It was the only thing I spent money on. It was the only thing that I did Mm -hmm. and then being locked down for so long it's like when that was off the table it's just like oh my gosh I really don't do anything else Mm. um Mm. and so at the end of October we were finally able to get away and took like five weeks and I unlogged from social media and like I don't want to log back in Mm. like I have gotten to that point now where for the first time in probably a decade I actually have gas in the tank and I'm just trying to like preserve the flame and not do anything to disrupt that um Mm. so yeah that's been kind of that's that's where that's where i'm at is it's just it's been a it's been that kind of reflective time so that's good it sounds i i have to say when you say the word balance whenever i hear the term work-life balance andy's the first person i think of because i think it was the last apac that was in person 2019 wasn't that Andy? wasn't that when you had you were part of a panel and that's what you were speaking about yeah, um, with Angelo DiLoretto, may he rest in peace. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we had a really, and, and Neil Helliger's and uh, Melissa Moran. And uh, I just remember so many people after that session talking about how their, their eyes were kind of opened and they were like, oh my God, that is that is so important. And I really haven't been paying attention to that. I, I yeah, I think, think of that. you know, it's interesting as as a small business matures, you know, it has gone through these different phases and it, it matures into something that needs to be managed differently. And I think sort of as a cohort, we had all done everything we could do in terms of the hustle, mm-hmm. you know, the say mm-hmm. yes to everything and then figure it out. Yeah. I think maybe we all needed to just take a moment and go, wait a second, <laughs> um, this is not sustainable. So uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I um, continue to get people coming to me for coaching for that specific issue, and I love working through what's at the heart of it because it goes deep. Really does, and I think that that yeah. is really especially deep. if you especially if you come into this business through the actor door, like you don't say no, and you you know that's you, right. You just you each job could be your last job, right? Make it so work. Yeah, you just. I'll sleep when I'm dead kind of mentality. And like, I just don't know. I mean, I lost so many people in the last couple of years. And I, again, and it's like, did I need this reminder again? Like the we've, you know, this is life is short and your time is all of that stuff. And it's just a, um, I, I definitely think the, the last couple of years, uh, particularly just kind of hammered that home when there literally was nothing else. Um, so on, yeah. not to be a downer, but uh, that is definitely no. a part of it. And no, the creativity I, suffers. Like it, I just don't have anything like I I don't I didn't I haven't been talking to other people. I haven't been out in the world. I'm not taking in other characters and, and I'm just like mm-hmm. not creatively stimulated um, for writing or for performing. Yeah, no, I, will, I, I don't I think will that's say, a downer. No, go ahead, Rob. I was I started to try to wrestle with that because. Um, it's a long journey for me, which really started with um, my getting divorced, realizing that the relationship that I was in 
was not healthy as well um, and realizing I needed to do something about that. But at the same time, it was, it was almost like a personal reckoning. And I, have, I was invited to University of Hawaii to teach a class, an audiobook class. And I went and I went, oh my God, it's paradise. And then I started, you know, and first of all, I mean, that, that's the first thing that just hits you in the face is, oh my God, it's paradise. Um, but then I started, uh, I have a cousin who lives there and friends who live there. And so I started to, I want to say interface, but that's such a business term. I started <laughs> to um, encounter the culture. And I actually started planning a women's narrator retreat on Maui. And the pandemic hit before I put any money down, which was, oh, thank God. I mean, because I have friends on the island and they were like, well, all right, I can drive the van, you know, <laughs> I can make the costumes, you know, <laughs> because the costumes, the unbelievable. Oh yeah. We all wear costumes in the booth. Sorry, Jesse. Did you not know that? We, we Wait, all... I do. I have an England. It was a lack of costumes. It was a lack. <laughs> um, but I started to see there. Um, and I will return to that, but there, there was definitely this feeling of I'm in a place where the place itself has balance and I'm noticing that I'm out of balance because I'm in the place. That is so, um, that is such a it, good point. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It Italy, was literally yeah. teach, it was teaching me something. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and I connected up with my husband, uh, my who I've known for 23 years. I've known him for 23 years because his brother married my best friend 23 years ago. We met at the wedding um, and we've carried a little bit of like, I wonder what he's all about. I wonder what she's all about for 23 <laughs> years. Wow. Um, I know it's crazy. And we got together <laughs> and we got married. We was like, look, I'm a certain age and I don't have a lot of time to waste. Let's just live together and see if the domestic part, which it did. Um, so we got married uh, December 2020. Wow, so that's um, pretty recent. Well, congratulations. Yeah, it was really, really, really recent. Um, but it was literally like something taught me life is too short, A. B, you need, you know, romance is great and it's wonderful, but you also need to know if you're compatible oh, yeah. in a long term and a domestic kind of a sense. And so we, we just went, let's try this out. And um, Nothing teaches you that better than being locked down in a pandemic no with doubt. someone you're dating <laughs> that can't just like get on a plane and fly back, you know, yeah. um, so it turned out and uh, flash forward, I'm married and very happy and all that kind of good stuff. But um, coming back to that idea of balance, um, I did this a couple of years ago. When was it? Uh, okay, so this is 2020 is when the pandemic was. That's when the pandemic hit, right? Yeah, March, March 2020. 2020. Yeah. Okay, so it was it was June 2019. I was feeling like, where do where's my well? Where's my wellspring as an artist? Because mm. I, you know, I'm like drama school person. You know, like you know, trained for theater and stuff, and I'm not doing it. I. Just like CLE or CME, you know, continuing law education, continuing med medical education, you know, every year they're supposed to up their knowledge. I decided to do an acting class, 3000 bucks, you know, apply for it. And I went to California for two weeks, friend of a friend, uh, two friends of mine who are uh, writers and television writers had a, a place out back in a car. Their kid wasn't old enough to drive the car. They're like, ah, 
take her car. And, and I literally <laughs> drove from Pasadena into USC for two weeks from 10 in the morning till 10 at night. And I took wow. an actual act. Like, it was not just an acting class. It was acting. It was math. It was movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that, I found my wellspring. And I tell my students, because I, I teach at Pace University and I was teaching at UCSD also. And I tell my students, I'm a student too. I know what this feels like to put your work up in front of your, you know, your acting teachers and get critiqued and, and humbled and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But that's what I found. And I realized um, we need that too, you know, which is why we all go to, to these gatherings of other, with, with other narrators, with our brethren and our, and our people and our directors. Um, we need each other. Yeah. We need each other. We're, I mean, yes, we're in a booth and we're, in, you know, we're working by ourselves, but that, we need each other. I, I agree. I'm so. really bummed. I'm not going to be able to make it to APAC this year, but, um, mm. or at least 99% sure, because um, I, it's the kind of event for me where it's like, even if I don't learn anything, even if I don't, you know, go to a specific session and go, oh, well, that's how I can fix this or make that work. Mm. It's just the interaction. Um, there's, there's, you know, a lot to be gained there. Plus what you can learn. That sounds like a, a, an incredible intensive experience doing, doing the acting class. So, um, so good for you. I also, oh, it, say, it, kicked, it kicked my, it kicked my ass. It yeah, did. no doubt. It my ass. <laughs> but it was great um, because I mean, the, the teachers were all like from the top 10 conservatories around the country. So I was like, oh my God, you guys know your shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was great. That was great. It was really great. Um, I, I also want to say, Julia, I don't think you should be, feel bad about being a downer. I think that everything that you're talking about that we're talking about here is super important. I think that um, everybody yes. listening, uh, I, I have almost no doubt that there is somebody who's going to listen to this and go, oh, my God, I'm, I'm just feeling so crazy. And maybe it's somebody who is in that hustle phase where it's like, I will, you know, accept anything. And well, let's see if I can record until 3 a.m. I don't have to get up until six. And so, I mean. <laughs> There, there yeah. are people who are who are in that position. No, and I get it, and, especially when you're starting and you're trying to establish yourself and you're not making enough to, you know, do it to do it full time. You've got to do 100 books a year. Like I get I get all of that. I just for me personally, I, I've been telling myself for 10 years I was going to do things differently. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I think just it's... was finally like, I know, but for real this time. <laughs> no, yeah. it's it's a it's a great mm-hmm. reminder and it's great advice for maybe somebody who hasn't heard it. Um, you just it's just not sustainable. And so, you know, keep that mm-hmm. in mind and do what you have to do, but keep that in mind. I, yeah, I think it's right. a really important point. So Amy, Amy hey. Rubinate, what have you been up to? This was let's see, uh Amy was uh, episode pandemic, eighty. I think. Yeah, probably yeah. June that first year. Yeah, probably August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff that you guys are saying resonates. My uh, sort of mantra has been this is not sustainable for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's why I set out to change it. I thought, well, I can't save myself, but maybe I can save all my friends who are struggling. And so I I bought Mosaic Audio, which is a production company, which I think started about um, when you did, um, Jesse, 2009, I think, whenever um, Brian went from L.A. up to Ashland. Yep. Um, And And then when Zach said he was ready to sell, I was like, I've been producing. I've been directing. I'm going to do it. So he he made it possible for me to buy it. So that was great. And I, like my mission was, I'm going to get a union contract right away. I'm going to try and solve the problems of this universe. But 
it turns out I could only solve the problems of my little corner, but I could see the feelers going out. And I think like there was a really cool moment when Jane came up to me at a party from the union and said, we used your contract as the template for all of the um, independent publishing companies that came or production houses that came after. And I was like, that's cool. Okay. So I did something and I accomplished something, you know, but, um, uh, but also like Rob and I, I, at some point I had to disconnect a little bit because I built it from like 165 jobs a year to 650 jobs a year right before the pandemic. And, and that, I mean, it took everything I had and I was working 18, I'm not, I mean, literally 18, 20 hours a day. I got like four hours of sleep. I barely noticed my dog would be sitting on my lap all day. And I barely noticed he was there, which is the most horrible thing I can think of. <laughs> like, and, and, and then like, I'd go to bed for like a couple hours and get up again. And, and it was just me. And I mean, you know, I had a great team, but, and so the second mm. I got some help and some support within my team, I had this one day, this one moment of freedom. And I'm like, I'm going to grad school. So, <laughs> class was like, class was like, most people just go to Hawaii. But, <laughs> but um, there was this, um, well, I ended up going to Hamlin University and studying children's literature. Which I, I've always written. I'd always, you know, I, you can always find me like on the floor of a children's room in a library, you know, like reading the books. And I, I worked as a college page in a children's library. And, and yeah. so it was, that was like getting my soul back, you know? Yeah. And um, then, and we had to take Mosaic down to the bone. I think when I was talking to you, I don't even know if we'd reopened yet because of, you know, LA was closed down. And we take it really seriously, you know, taking people's safety really seriously. And so yeah. we had to find a way to re-envision the business as a remote thing. We were like driving across town with like mics for celebrities, <laughs> like saying, thank you, by the, the way, best. for all of that. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> so thank you, by the way, for all of that. You're welcome. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for continuing to hire us. But yeah, we'd be like, here's the notes on how to set this up in your living room, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. But then, you know, we've really built it back up again. So we're now we're now at five studios again, and I'm in negotiations for another two. So by the time hopefully March comes around, we're gonna have seven studios, and then we're gonna stop. <laughs> I don't think I could go any higher because, like Andy was saying, once you get to a certain size, you have to have all these layers, mid-level management. Yeah, and yeah. it's, I realized that it's kind of impossible for me to unhook from my business. But what I got is one of my guys stepped up and is, is managing a lot of the day-to-day and the scheduling. And he is like amazing. And um, then my best friend from high school, who is brilliant and ran her own business for a long time, um, is now my casting assistant. And so I can breathe again. Mm. But the biggest thing I did for work-life balance was that... Um, we had the opportunity to get a house for the first time ever and with some help from my and I was living in Van Nuys and I was like, I I I just missed trees because I grew up on the edge of um, the Shasta Trinity national forest. Like our land just kept going into the, into the forest. (laughs) You know, trees were like my best friends when I was a kid and my dog and we'd tromp through the woods and make up fairy tale stories. And and so um, we moved to Orangevale. This is actually my coming out moment because I didn't tell a lot of people. I was like, ooh, what are the optics on that? Then I thought, I'm running the business from my couch regardless. 
that couch doesn't have to be in Van Nuys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and with somebody boots on the ground running the day, several people running the day to day. And I, we moved to this little neighborhood in Orangevale, just outside Sacramento. And I, there's, a, there's like a random forest behind my house and a park. And like, it's, I, I, it fed my soul. I'm like, and then I got my first children's book um, published this year. It hasn't come out yet. So, so there's, I, I that is, escape that, that, is, you know? that is so fantastic. You Thank have done you. so much. It's a graphic that novel. Is, and that is so and that's what I studied. So for me, it was about getting, getting my soul back, getting the escape valve, because I'd run the business so much on how can I help other people? How can I benefit the community? I, yeah. I really forgot about myself for a long time. And then I was like, wait a minute, it's my turn. And, and so I realized I can do all of that with the proper support and a few trees as friends. <laughs> that, that, that is fantastic. Which I, sounds I have... like a children's book. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> with a few but, of my tree friends. But that's I why I'm here to tell because I'm up and down, up and down. My parents live in Oregon. I've been going up there. I've been coming down here to run this, you know, put in the studios and, you know, pinch hit on Next session. Next time you're here, we should get dinner. Yes, I would love to. <laughs> And no, I've been directing is... a lot. So my focus has changed. I barely narrate anymore, just a few beloved series, but I probably direct maybe a couple dozen books a year, um, author oh, wow. movies. And I, I love it so much. It's like turning the lights on, you know. So so that is that is such That's a big great. change. I mean, I it's like all, it on a lot all, of fronts, yeah. All all of these pieces that all um uh end up being too much audio the whole, yeah. I guess. but yeah it's, it's like the pieces so, of my spirit coming so, together you know <laughs> so many so many pieces that aren't a huge change but a, a good size change but all yeah. put together it is a huge change that's yeah. that's enormous i didn't even realize that you were not living in, in southern well California i haven't anymore. really told anybody because i thought how is that going to play but it's been a, almost a year now and like everything's going even better because um andrew who is um you know running the business is like going gangbusters so i'm like i think it's okay you know i'm, I'm thinking i'm gonna mention yeah. that. but also yeah. in a way to say to people like you have to take care of your soul and your spirit yeah get dried up doing this work we're doing all this creative work and we're giving so much to the world in all the different ways in which we do it and there's there's nothing left you can't wring yourself out and then still have water in there you know yeah. so i encourage oh. you all anybody watching and listening like find those pivots those pieces of your soul that are kind of getting what is it dried up you know and let them flourish and you know great, I will, great I, advice i will say um my mom had a stroke two years ago in june and so my mom my mom lives with my sister in denver and i go now every three months and we just sort of give her caregiver week off and i do the showering and the getting together and getting you know all that stuff um I was trying to figure out how do I integrate as a teenager with health issues. I got a mom who's just had a stroke. Yeah. What you know, like I wasn't on the I wasn't on the board for just too many other things. <laughs> um, but at some point, we figured out we needed to stage an intervention, and I thought it was for my mom. We brought my mom to Maui last what was it last July for two weeks. And we just engaged her, engaged her, engaged her, and actually got like her cognitive abilities have come up. 
Mm. Wow, her, that's great. Her memory has strengthened because we were just, we kept her engaged every single moment. Um, but what was interesting is I thought I was staging an intervention for my mom. Was it for you? Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, yeah. The, the, the act of giving is always an act that bounces back off the back wall and comes back at you. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't looking for it, but I... I got so much out of that intervention with my mom and she went back to Denver and my sister was like, my, God, my mom's like, my mother's remembering things. And she's also <laughs> doing, doing her cognitive exercises and stuff. So she's coming back again. We've already booked it for next June, another intervention, which is for her, for me, uh, I'm not sure. but um, that, that is such a fantastic thing. And I think it's something I see all the time specifically in our community and and that's not to take it away from any other community of people i'm sure this is happening all over the world but it's so evident in our community how much we give yeah how generous this community is it's unlike anything i have ever seen anything i remember like you know sort of connecting to the narrator community Oh God, this was like 19 time <laughs> ago. And Last century, literally. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I was like, I don't ever want to leave this community. I do not ever want to be disconnected from this community. And even if I have to let a piece of it go, because I, I need to be more of a mom or I need to be more of a daughter and I need to do this stuff. There's just something that says, I can't let go of this community, which is, I mean, why in 2019, I started trying to put together this women's conference because I was like, we all get together because everybody I meet is so fucking impressive. <laughs> oh, I just dropped an F bomb. Totally, oh, totally no. fine. My drink gave us my, the explicit rating, but my, my, okay. my, my drink did too, so it's not a problem. Robin, I when you said that that we're all giving, and um, you're not. I think it extends beyond just our community that we're giving to. I remember a moment, Robin, when you, I don't know if you remember this, it was like five years ago, we were standing in the bathroom line and I came out of the bathroom and a, a janitor who was replenishing, do you remember this? Um, had said to I me- I think at APAC, it was at APAC. Yeah, yeah. she was like, I yeah. know why looks so much. I'm so excited to meet all you guys. I was like, that's so exciting. I was like, congrats, you know, wait, yay, we, you know. And, and then I walked out and I saw um, Robin Eller and she was standing talking to you and you were like, what, what a fan. And you, you marched right in there and you walked up to her and you said, hi, I'm so happy to meet you. Here's my card. I want you to get in touch with me. I want to send you a free audiobook." And, and it was so <laughs> amazing. I was like, it never occurred to me that you were like, let's reach out. And it, it, it was like showing how you can go that step beyond just our community into a wider community of people who love audiobooks. It, I will never forget that moment. It was so That cool. is fantastic. I, <laughs> I love hearing that. that. <laughs> she was so cool. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was great. I remember that too. I, yeah, I, I love think, it. That's as I, as story. you know, people are listening and not looking, but in this Zoom where we're recording this, you know, as I look at each one of you, I've had meaningful and important to me conversations with each one of you at different times um, that go beyond just talking shop that really, Mm -hmm. you know, 
we don't have small talk so much in our industry because we, <laughs> we all know that we all deal with um, all kinds of ideas and times and places and mm-hmm. ways of, of looking at life. And, you know, I'm the first time I met Eduardo Ballerini about 30 seconds after we met, we were talking about death. <laughs> wow. I, don't, I don't know what brought it up, but we just, we oh. just got right into it. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I love. It's nice that, like, you know, that going into a conversation with anybody in our community, anybody is all in on any topic at any given time because of the nature of the work we do. Like, it's such a safe environment. It's a safe to, like, express your emotions about something without fear of ridicule or being Mm -hmm. talked down to. And everybody, there's just this respect for everybody at every level of experience and every level of production. There's no, nobody like it feels like everybody is super confident and knows what they bring to the table but there's no ego involved and yeah it's yeah. so refreshing to exist in this world because that's not it's it's sort of insular it's not really like that you know in retail oh. or wherever else and um no and it's a it's a business also that weeds out like divas because you just can't you can't be like you literally can't be like how could you possibly continue to do this job if you were difficult like it wouldn't work and so you've just got this you know this collection of the to me it's always been that perfect venn diagram of like highly literate book nerds and then like the musical (laughs) theater kids yeah it's like oh my god what could be better yeah no right in the middle right we live in a world of ideas every day and that stuff that we really passionately care about. I, I always like to describe it as um, voice actors who have to go from zero to like in, you know, 60 <laughs> seconds. Right. Um, and then you add a layer of book nerd and you've got the coolest people in the world like just out there with their voice and their spirit. And then they love books. So it's, it's just perfect to me. Yeah. I like it because it's the subset of actors who actually don't care if people see their face. Yep. Mm. <laughs> so it takes yeah. away the ta-da factor of the like exhausting, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't you know who yeah. I am? No, I don't. Yeah. Your breath. Your breath. <laughs> Every day. No, I and no, and I I will say, Andy, since you mentioned Eduardo, he he was going to be here, but I think he's still stuck in traffic, unfortunately. But I have the same. We didn't start talking about death right away, but I will say that one of the things I that I loved about talking to both Eduardo and Julia is that here I've got two top tier narrators who are constantly working for the big publishers who I got on a call for this podcast. And within a minute, I felt like we were good friends and we had known each other for years and we could just talk about anything. And it was great. I, he made me, and I hope I made him feel so comfortable in that conversation when I had never met him. And I was a fan of his from his time on the Sopranos. And I know that he is, you know, always recording just the best stuff. And, uh, it was, it's just so great to, to meet people like that, where it's not a problem just to meet people who are at the top of the industry and you can just be friends. We had a very cool experience recently. Eduardo and I, Kelly Gilday brought us together to do um, the Cormac McCarthy published a duology here at the end of the year. And uh, the first book was done traditionally like dual narration, mostly McLeod. And then I came in with a couple of sections. But the second book 
was written as a dialogue. Mm-hmm. No stage direction, just a transcript oh of um, seven or eight uh, psychiatric visits between a young math prodigy who has committed herself at an institution and the therapist who um, who is taking care of her. And we all agreed, like Kelly, Eduardo, and I were like, we, oh, sh- wait, should we say goodbye to Andy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Andy, Andy, you need hey. to go. I'm sorry. I don't want I, you to go. I, I know nice that to you, hang out with you. I know that you <laughs> had Dude, another... Tell your story. Tell your story. Tell your story. I want no, to hear it. Okay. Well, okay. I just wouldn't want you to, you know, Irish goodbye this and then we'd be like, but where did Andy go? <laughs> um, so anyway, we got, we were talking, you know, Eduardo's in New York um, and, and we thought, well, we can do this on Zoom. We could, but... It would be so much better if we could all be in the same room together. And it was kind of an amazing like culmination of my career, I feel, to be sitting in that room like with Eduardo, who I've known forever and who I've done other a couple of other projects with, but remotely, who I used to hire when I was running Autumn. Like that, that we go so far back and we were able to sit there as like finally two actors mm-hmm. acting with each other in a room. And it was just this. It was such a cool experience to be with this actor that I've obviously always respected, but would never have an opportunity to work with, like, under these conditions, but who I also know understands the the terrain of this job. And that's where I think that we all have this connection where we don't, we we have, we understand how unique and singular and truly, excuse me, but batshit this career is a lot of and the way the work is like what are we doing we are sitting in a booth talking to ourselves in multiple different voices and accents every day like that is cuckoo and we (laughs) we do it and yet this is that's the kind of connection that we all have that um and we do it mostly just anonymously and you know by ourselves it's crazy this is when you know if you think about it if a prisoner has been bad they punish them by putting them into solitary confinement. <laughs> like when my, when my friends are cracking up and they call me, I'm like, dude, this is not a natural state to be in. Punishment. So don't feel bad. You know, we probably should be going a little crazy, you know? Yeah. Well, speaking of going outside, go outside. <laughs> I'm going to go outside and meet some neighbors. People? That's great. All right. That's great. Okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> all right. Characters. Whoa. Andy, mm. Andy thank, <laughs> you so mu- thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate the fact that you were here so long ago when I had first started this podcast and uh, and that you could come back for the final episode. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thanks for 100 episodes of just like, I've sent so many people to listen to episodes who mm-hmm. wanted to know more about this work and the gift that you have given is just immeasurable and uh, we all thank you well i'm i'm thrilled to have been able to do it uh, i wasn't sure what was going to happen when i started since i had never done a podcast before uh but mm-hmm. uh it was it's been quite a ride and i'm i'm thrilled to have been able to provide you know some kind of help to people that are starting out or or even people who aren't starting out but want to meet more people and you made it a safe space to speak like our truth and the truth about the industry. And I think yeah. I, I think more has come out in your podcast. I, I've had more people come up to me from your podcast than any other to say um, to say that they felt for the first time that they knew me from 
from our conversation. Oh man, that is so good to hear. Such a testament to you, you know? I I gotta say that that was one of my main goals when I started this podcast was just introduce people to people in the industry where you can actually get a sense of who the person is because you can get a personal recommendation. Oh, go talk to this Mm -hmm. person or go talk to that person. But it's really helpful Mm -hmm. if you're going to talk to somebody, if you know a little bit about them and you kind of have a sense of who they might be and Mm -hmm. what they're interested in and what they want to hear from people. And so I, I always love hearing that people were really that, that they went with a specific coach because they heard the coach here, or they learned about this part of the industry because this producer was talking about it and they didn't know that aspect of it before. So I, I love hearing that. Thank you. I think, I, I think, yes, I totally agree with that. And I think the other thing that you, you did here by bringing in people from all aspects of the industry was really help kind of expose that, you know, I think maybe now it's a little different. I think maybe do people now, now that the industry has enough of a profile, people do say, I want to become an audiobook narrator. Mm-hmm. But certainly when all of us were starting, we all fell backwards into this job. Mm-hmm. Like I've always said, like, you don't find this job, it finds you. And by you mm-hmm. being able to give people a space to let them tell their origin story, I think it really democratized the understanding of what this job is that like, be curious, be responsible, be respectful, be talented, and you can have a place here. Um, that there's not like one right way to go about doing it or enter into mm. it. And by just letting people tell their stories, um, I think that was really beneficial. Like I learned so much about uh, just the way other people came into it that I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I, I, like I think that. also how to pivot because like I did come into this industry wanting to be a narrator. I'd been a voice actor for years. I'd been a cabaret singer and all that. But when oh, I- right, the cabaret like, singer, I forgot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I realized that I was spending all my time listening to Scott Brick and Simon Vance and Roz Lander and you, know, uh, and, and you Julia, <laughs> um, that I, I, I realized I loved it so much. I'm like, what am I doing? I have all these skills. Like, so I actually came in thinking this was like one of the great goals of my life once I realized it because mm. it had benefited and blessed me so much. It had made my life so much better to listen as I went through my journey. But I realized I wasn't meant to be a narrator. I mean, you know, sometimes here and there, cozy mystery, mm. little kid books, but but that I was meant to do something else. But what I loved was the industry. What I loved was the product mm. and the people. And so I also think it's good for people to know whether you fall into it backwards or whether you come storming in <laughs> to be a part of it, there's a place for you somewhere in the industry. And, and I see even like with Andy starting um, Lyric, pardon me, Lyric Audio, and then empowering all these other people to be producers for her company. Yeah. You know? And, and Jesse moving from role to role at, um, at Blackstone and now directing. I mean, it's, she's, she's producing, she's casting, she's directing, like she's doing everything that you would want to do as a producer. And, and there's, there's a lot of options here. I think if you find that narrating full-time is unsustainable for you. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. It is a, it is a whole system. Yeah. It's a whole system. Yeah. 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 I remember, uh, I mean, it it may be a slight offshoot, but for me, my, my first impulse to even pursue this was I need a community service. 
I was looking to read for the blind. Right. Yeah. Because I had grown up in a house where my parents both did community service and, and I was the president of the chorus and we took the, the, the magical group into uh, like assisted living places and we would sing in the, you know, the common room. Um, ironically, my grandfather, who was like 85, would come with us and go and he'd bring a Bible and he would go and just like go from room to room to room to room and just talk to people. He'd probably be like literally older than some of the people in the place. <laughs> But that was so much a part of my family that I've always associated this initially with this is a community service. We are doing something for our community by doing this. And I had this student, um, I, I teach acting at Pace and I, I, I was teaching in the UCSD system for the grad students, but I teach acting technique and I had this student who was really having a hard time. Um, he was from... I think he may have been Filipino. And actually, that doesn't matter. It's no bearing whatsoever. He was having a difficulty. I noticed that he was doing scenes with people, but he couldn't look them in the eye. He would always look to the left or the right of their face. And I noticed he was doing that at one point. And I, I sort of talked to him about it. And he said, I'm having, I, I don't feel comfortable like looking. It's too scary to look somebody in the face when I'm doing a scene. And I had this conversation with him about what you do by bearing your emotional soul mm. is is a gift to your community because you're you're helping to illustrate emotional intelligence an emotional journey that's painful that you are reenacting so somebody else can learn from that and know more about emotional intelligence about our own humanity by doing that yeah and i said maybe you're a director maybe you're a writer if you're an actor and you're finding it like you don't know why, why should I go through all this pain? For me, that makes it worth it to give that gift to my community. I'll go through the emotional pain of whatever mm -hmm. journey that the character is going through. And it was like he, he went, wow, I need to think about that. <laughs> and it was funny because I ran into him at school uh, about a month and a half ago, and he's still there in the acting program. What's he doing? So he's, to, he's he's continued in the acting program. So he has not left. Oh, he's that's, decided that's that he wants to be a contributor to emotional intelligence, I guess, I'm assuming. Um, but he's decided to stay and not do something different. That's but great. that's me to go through the to go through the pain of, you know, like <laughs> for, there was a stretch of time there where I was like, oh my God, I'm doing all these gang rapes. Oh my God, this is just so hard. But the only way I could get through it was that I need to do this. Our, our community needs to have somebody that's helping get through this journey. Well, and also and to that made it worth it. Have the opportunity to give voice or production to like an author's blood, sweat, and tears, you know, and being a, a vessel for stories mm -hmm. and yeah, having and having that, you know, having the opportunity to represent the humanity of every single piece that we all touch, you know, and that's, I think that one of the big characteristics of everybody that works in this industry is a commitment to honoring the author's words and doing that authentically and with your whole chest, even yes. when it's the hardest thing yeah. to do. You know, uh -huh. I, I read countless books and I, I am not on the mic at all, but like my thought is always, how do I make this be exactly 
the thing that the author wants it to be and or the community that it represents needs it to be or um yeah who is going to portray the nuance of this highly in like in-depth text and having the honor to be able to mm. have a hand in that is really stunning and the grace with which everybody in this community handles all of it is it's it just brings yeah. us all together closer and it makes it you know it's it's really I mean, on this note, I wanted to mention um, how much I got. Sorry, my voice is starting to go. I have a cold. Um, uh, how much I got from Julia's book that she wrote. Um, Thank you for listening. Because mm. I felt so seen. Yeah. You, know, it was like, <laughs> you, you write. I mean, I know it wasn't. I, I, I listened to the author's note. I know it wasn't totally about your experience, but there was just so much that was real, that was present, that was our life and our work. And I was like, this is amazing. So any, anytime anybody's like, oh, what do you do for a living? I was like, what if she get Julia Whalen's book? Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Those oh. are the highs and the lows, you know, but it was great because it, it just was nice to have that out there because it, there As was a reference. Yeah. Truth in it, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, guys. so Rich, I'm really, it's, I, I mean, I understand why you, why you're moving on a hundred episodes is uh, hardly Ooh. insignificant. You I can't even believe that number <laughs> when hands, you said Robin that. Lines, I was like, hands. what? <laughs> but um, I, you really, you did the community a service. You yes. absolutely yeah. did. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Thank you, for that. you know, that's it's it, I don't want to make it sound like a eulogy or like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. your and, legacy. Yeah, will be. It was yeah. your gift. Yeah, no, it I was your gift. That. And, and I'm I'm really happy mm -hmm. to hear that. And I and people have written and and told me that they found a coach or they learned so much about the industry. And I'm so happy that that is the result of this. Um, and so mm -hmm. it, it it has been. Uh, a wild ride. It's been, uh, you know, it's it's quite a bit of work for anybody who has not uh, produced a podcast. There's a lot to it, and so um, you know, it's it's not like it was easy. But I'm really, really, really happy that I started on the project. I talked to Scott Brick back in 2017 about the possibility of doing something like this, and he gave me a couple of suggestions and i thought that's a good idea and so that's how i came up with the concept for the for the podcast um just having drinks and talking about audiobooks and um i'm i'm really happy that people have gotten something out of it um it's it's uh it's been a, a great part of my journey in the community Will they be archived so people can still access them? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I'm. It will continue to be hosted for at least most of the rest of this year, possibly for another year after that. I'm not sure. Um, and then I will. I still have all of the original files. You know, as audiobook narrators, we always keep all of our original files, right? <laughs> yes, and, uh, and we do. So, <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, so I always have. Uh, I, I have the files, and so it will continue to live on my website uh, for as long as I run a website. <laughs> one one way or another, they will <laughs> be there, great. so pe people can uh, people can access what's already there. Um, but it is it is quite a bit Very of work cool. and it just is not fitting in anymore. I'm having so much trouble um, not not mm -hmm. finding people who I can speak with. There are a lot of people who would have even contacted me. It's just finding the time to fit it in with everything else and mm. trying to maintain what we've been talking about for so long, that whole, you know, work life balance. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I just 
it's it's just yeah. not fitting in for me at this point and so that's why i've decided i think that 100 is a is a good place to go out <laughs> it's round okay number. yes yeah. exactly <laughs> So, for sure. This, so do this we is... do we all get to say it? Do we all get to say your drink now? Say what? To you <laughs> as a sign <laughs> You are welcome to. I would love to. <laughs> all right. Adios, motherfucker. And I will say now now that it's mostly gone, I will say I it's a good drink. It's, it's it, a good it's, drink. It's, it's it, a good it drink. is back in those college Definitely. days. I, I get it. One of those kitchen sink drinks. But uh yeah, I remember yeah. that one of the uh fraternities at oxy where i went to school was um was uh they, they were famous for their jungle juice and it was the same kind of thing it's like pour as much liquor as you can into this this punch bowl and <laughs> then put, put put a little juice in and okay you're good to go um and so this is kind of like that although because of the recipe it's a damn good drink <laughs> you can find okay. it on liquor.com i did not make up the name i'm happy to um you know, I, I make up cocktails and I name them. This is not one of mine, but uh, <laughs> it, but it's a it's a good one. So this has been great. Thank you so much for coming. I'm I'm so bummed that Eduardo got um, stuck in the city and couldn't make it in. And Carol actually, and Carol too. Yeah, Carol wrote in the middle here that she had just landed. She's been traveling, and I would have loved yeah. to have Carol Monda here. She is one of my favorites. She is my coach. Uh, she's my Absolutely. friend. Absolutely. Carol is fantastic. Um, so I'm really bummed that they couldn't make it. But uh, when you try to get a lot of people together at one time, everybody knows that's just difficult. <laughs> it's so yeah. fun to yeah. hang out with all y'all. It was. Yes. It was. Thank you really so much. Was. Amy, I will, never, <laughs> I, I will never forget that. The breakout when, room. When, yeah, I will never forget that when uh, you and I were speaking, Amy, we found out that I had been on stage with your childhood friend. Um, that just blew me away. That was I, so I, 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 I love, you yeah. You talk through the woods with me. We had, we had a yeah. magical little forest land and <laughs> she's like, Ooh. I love that you, like, it was like meeting, you met a piece of my past. You know? Exactly. Yeah. It <laughs> was, it was great. And then I, so that gave me an excuse to get back in touch with her because she was fantastic to oh, work good. with. She she's was, so she magical. Was lovely yeah. on stage and off stage. So, um, so anyway, this has been great. Thank you so much, Julia, Robin, Jesse, Amy, um, Andy had to had to go out early, which we knew beforehand. But uh, thank you so much for joining. Because Andy me. has boundaries, guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all take a playbook. Yeah, this she's is, got a good work uh, life yes. balance, and she had yes. an event, and she knew she had to go. Good for her. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a model for all of us. Yes. Yeah. So this has been fantastic. Thank you well, so much for joining. Thank you, me. Rich. I really appreciate Thanks, it. Cheers Rich. to you. All thank right. you. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Well, friends, that's it for tonight. I'm so grateful to Andy Arndt, Jesse Bickford-Coghill, Robin Miles, Amy Rubinate, and Julia Whalen for joining me once again here in the Speakeasy to catch us up on what's been happening with them and to remind us all of how important it is to strike a balance between this work that we do and our lives outside the booth. Don't forget to play. I hope you enjoyed hearing from them again as much as I did. And that's it for the audiobook speakeasy. As I mentioned, the podcast will continue to be hosted on Podbean at least through this October. After it's no longer hosted by a podcast hosting service, I'll hopefully figure out a way to fit all 100 episode files on my website, richvoiceproductions.com. And you're always welcome to drop me a line if you have any questions about any of my guests 
or about cocktails. If you've listened to any episodes of this podcast at all, you know that the problem isn't getting me to talk about cocktails. It's getting me to shut up once I start. My sincere thanks once again to all of you who have been able to support the show financially over the years through Patreon or PayPal. I'll be shutting down the Patreon account in the next few months, but if you're coming to the show late and you would like to add a buck or two to the tip jar to help defray the cost of hosting the existing episodes, the paypal.me slash audiobookspeakeasy link will still be available. And whether or not you've been able to contribute financially, my sincere thanks to all of you, my faithful listeners. I'm truly honored that you've found this show educational, entertaining, or valuable simply because it gives you an excuse to sit down and enjoy a cocktail at the end of a hectic day. Although the lights will be off here, I hope you can find some time to enjoy an audiobook and think back fondly of our time here together in the speakeasy. Cheers! Cheers!